remember that. A uh, couple quick things. Mike on Hulu, really good show about Mike Tyson. He did not approve it. He's actually suing Hulu over it, but uh, really good show regardless. Eight episodes. It's pretty intense, but it's super stylized. If you liked Elvis, you'd probably like the style of this. So Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers to ever live. I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. My cousin, I think she's, forgive me, Chelsea, I think she's 36. This is her first boyfriend, and she's getting married, so I'm going to be there tomorrow. Early, getting there after lunch, helping set up, take pictures, do the wedding. I'm conducting the, nope, nope. I'm just going to hold the phone during a live stream and be like, see? How are you, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> what if I just talked to them the whole wedding? I just, like, narrate. I could do anything. I could hold a live stream and just be like, <laughs> Like, I don't know. I could do it. <laughs> Uh, and then The Patient on Hulu is a is this show with Steve Kerfrickenrell from The Office, and he's usually done comedies. He has done some dramas, but this is drama. He traumatized me with his acting in the latest episode of the show, dude. I'm still emotionally reeling from what I just saw on screen because it's Steve Carell seeing something extreme on screen. It was really scary. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson, I don't know if you guys know him from Star Wars, he's uh, Ex Machina. He's been around for probably 10 years now, British guy, but he plays a psychopath in this show, he really does, and uh, he's the patient, and then Steve Carell is his therapist, who is kidnapped by his patient, so it's kind of a whole, it's definitely got some, if it was a comedy, it would be like a brother movie to What About Bob? But it's like a thriller version of What About Bob. Kind of, not really though. Seriously, if you have Hulu, you won't be sorry that you checked it out. You might be. You might be. Actually. I'm working on my third horror movie. That's exciting. And this is going to tie in directly to the first two. You can watch the first two like individualistically. But also not really. Because it's supposed to be a direct like first, second, and then third. I'm not going to go longer. That's not what I want. I actually want shorter runtime, But I want more abstract. Like, a little bit more avant-garde for those real pretentious artists like me. And avant-garde pretty much means abstract. I mean, it was a whole, like, movement in film where films became less linear and harder to follow. And they would weed out audiences who weren't really paying attention in the first place. I'm very influenced by that. My first two horror films have not been necessarily so abstract. They've been directly linear. But this time I want it to be not like the other two. There's nothing wrong with the other two, but I'm doing something different with this one. I want, I want to try something new. Uh, last thing I'll say about it is, in the first two movies, the horror aspect was an external force. Meh! An external force, like a man. <clears throat> Which our main character, me, had to fight against. This time, because of what happened at the end of the second film, last year's, precisely 11 months ago, because of what happened at the end of the second film, the contents of the this film, <laughs> the horrific ones, come from within than oneself. But anyways, I think that's a really cool idea, and slap me if I'm wrong. So, you know, I don't know much about this topic that I'm going to start, but I have some facts about it that I do find interesante and worth sharing. My mama, my mother... I've had some nicknames, and she's hated them all, but, um, I 
was very influenced by Wallace and Gromit, the old, um, well, not that old, I, mean, I think it's from the UK, the stop motion Wallace and Gromit cartoon. And the sheep would always do this, and so I would always, not always, but I would say mom in that tone, like that, and she hated it, I mean, understandably. She didn't know what I was quoting or anything. <laughs> I remember one time, because I used to just, I used to rather say something with ma'am, like, not not ma'am, but like mammy, you know, something like that. I called her mammoth. I was like, hey, mammoth. I was just tacking on something else to the word. And she was like, do not call me mammoth. I was like, yeah, well, that makes sense. That only happened once. Anyways, my mom had postpartum depression after I was born. Now, she has five kids. I'm the second. The thumb, and then second. And she only had postpartum depression with me. For two weeks, directly after I was born, dude. For two weeks, she did nothing but cry. Now, mind you, I did not come out uh, naturally. I was a C-section. I'm a cesarean. I was, you know, all cockeyed and crooked, and they had to ready the knife. And according to my bubby, it's actually a really heartfelt, kind of very anxious story that took place there in the hospital of having to make that decision to go with the C-section as opposed to continuing to try to get me out that way, which could have really injured me, but c-section could have really injured my mom so anyways the only thing that stopped my mom's crying or in other words not in layman's terms um my presence halted her physical temporary ailment which i do think is a relatively deep thing and the timing of my birth i've never been able to place as to why because I'm the second, and my older brother is six and a half years older than me. So for six and a half years, my parents were really trying. And then after that, it was like three years, two years, two years for the rest of the siblingry, siblinghood, sibling gang. And I've just never understood why my older brother was kind of left to his own devices. And then me and my younger sister, me sorry, me and my youngest sister, Kenzie, we're both cesareans. We both got glasses at the age of three. We're both probably the most similar and the most combative when it comes to, like, our personalities. Because we're so similar, so then we clash. I think her and I clashed more than the rest of the other siblings. I really don't think I heard any other sibling argue more than Kenzie and I, so... And as I was saying, I don't know much about postpartum depression, really at all. Uh, I know that my mom was on Zoloft. She was on, you know, some sort of antidepressant for six months after that. And at one point, she got off of those. She stopped taking them and then realized that that was too early. She, it was too soon for her. But I just think about those two weeks and how she's never had an experience like that since. She was never as affected by their birth and then affected again by their presence from the trauma that their body went through in that birth. I know a little bit too much about my conception. <laughs> my mom was like, Fort Stevens in the shower, <laughs> referring to me. And my dad goes, Mindy, <laughs> like, hit her. Not hit her. Okay, here's a little disclaimer. The rest of this episode is going to be a little eerie. 
I already kind of foreshadowed it with the talk about my third horror movie that I'm coming out with next next month. But these next two topics that I have, one is the lead-in for the, the last topic, which is written below. I'm going to discuss topics that uh, would make people uncomfortable to discuss at all. It might not even be your own belief, or belief system for that matter at all. But this does so happen to be mine, and I will... This is my podcast. I'm going to... Uh, talk about it so i don't know what um kind of experience you guys have with horror houses like i wouldn't want uh, what i went to one without oh boy i went to one when i was a kid with my friend garrett there let's see it <laughs> that's like the what's the king uh colin firth who stutters he's a you know, but, but then he cusses and he can, like, get it out. <laughs> What's that called? <clears throat> the Kingsman? No, it's not. No, it's not. He is in that movie, but no, it's not. Totally lost what I was talking about. Horror House. Yes, not... Okay. Horror House, I'm saying. Uh, wow. Let's fix it. I was uh, editing my last podcast and my hair is like this for, like, a part of it. And I was like, dang it. Like, I never fixed it. Okay, so. Postpartum Horror Houses. Nope. Um, I went to Horror House with Garrett, and I remember things popping out at me right in front of my face. Garrett's a little bit older than me, and I remember I have this image of Garrett, his profile, and he's going... (laughs) After that snort, I think I'm going to actually end this podcast, delete my social media... Call 911 and commit a crime. Or maybe I just won't snort like that anymore. Anyways, so that was the first horror house that I went to. The scariest horror house that I've ever been to. I'm getting, I'm gonna get in close for this. You know what? Wait. My mom was crying. No, it's, I went to Ohio for Thanksgiving. This was during college. I was visiting some friends. It was about a six-hour drive. Thanksgiving, so you got fall, and they have this Halloween-seasoned horror house. And it's Christian. It's Christian-themed. That's how they pitch it to me, and I was like, probably going to be lame. Not going to lie. That's what I'm thinking. Dude, it wasn't lame. We waited in line forever, and I think ever... (laughs) It, it was a long time. We finally get in there, and how they have it set up. So, we're in caves. Legitimate caves that people found and turned into this scenery. And what I mean by that, in groups of probably 15 or 20 people. Similar to how you would do... Uh, it, it's I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy over at uh, Disneyland. I almost said Planet Fitness. <laughs> but it used to be the Tower of Terror that drops you. You're in groups of people there, so this is kind of like that. And you walk through, and and it's like a zoo. It's like a zoo. You have these quote-unquote exhibits, but instead of exhibits, they're scenes played out by actors. And it's not stage acting because you're right there with them. Like, I'm right here with one of the actors, and he's acting in a scene, and I'm with the group, and I have to watch. So it's like really intimate theater. And the scenes are incredibly... Intense. They're not graphic because it's it's Christian. They gotta keep it clean, but they can still horrify it up. I mean, the first scene is four dudes camping, 
starting a fire, unpacking their trucks, setting up tents, cooking, but they have drugs. There's drugs and alcohol involved, and they're passing it around. Hard drugs, like they're like cooking it up and like starting to tie up their arm and get their syringes ready. One of the guys overdoses on whatever he's doing and drops to the ground unexpectedly, and all the dudes start panicking, freaking out. I mean, freaking out. I was terrified. Because it wasn't like a play stage theater necessarily, because we were so intimately close, they had the freedom to be a lot more realistic than you get to be on stage. Because everything's so enhanced, bigger, to the back row. Here it was very realistic. And when movies get realistic about their violence or intense... Stop. Intensity. The more realistic they get, the more disturbing it becomes, actually. So this was disturbing. I I remember so many frames of what was happening because I was just like, like mentally recording. Move on to the next party. 